Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you close to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay. Hi! To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at CrazeMag and YouTube The Craze. If you enjoy our content, please consider helping to support our organization through Ko-Fi. Our team is 100% volunteer-based, so any donation helps a great deal. Head over to ko-fi.com backslash The Craze, where you can donate however much you please, and we thank you ahead of time so much for your support. And if you are watching this on YouTube, before we begin, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and hit the little bell that's like in the little corner right here for instant notifications for whenever we upload, and just to catch our next episode, and hit, again, hit that bell for notifications when we upload new videos. We are not alone today on this special episode of the podcast. These ladies are our first guests to our video format of the podcast. We'll let them introduce themselves further, but welcome to the CrazeCast, Fama and Mona, the co-founders of K-Beauty Fest. Thank you for having us. Hi. Hi, everybody. Thank you. All right. So we do have the co-founders of K-Beauty Fest, and uh, if you would like to give our listeners and those of for those who are watching on the video format, could you just please introduce yourselves a little bit further? Tell us about who you are and how what K-Beauty Fest is and how did it start? Hi, I'm Mona uh, Hansen, and I am originally I'm the CMO of Soul Cosmetic Surgery and, um, and co-founder also of K-Beauty Fest. And K-Beauty Fest Live is the first virtual K-Beauty Summit where lovers of K-Beauty can interact, uh, meet uh, like-minded people who are interested in um, learning more about K-Beauty, who can engage through um, uh, quizzes and um, giveaways, and you can meet their their favorite um, brands and influencers. Uh, we are planning to have our first um, ever uh, event in the um, virtual event, actually, in the um, winter of um, 2022. My name is Sama. I'm one of the co-founders of KBD Fest as well. Um, I'm originally from Senegal. I was born in Paris. I lived in New York and now I'm here in Korea. And what brought me to Korea was ultimately KBD. So I met Mona here in, in Seoul. And uh, we both have this passion for K-beauty, obviously, all amongst other things uh, related to Korea. And um, the goal is really to kind of raise um, awareness or spread the knowledge of K-beauty, educate people, and have people get more familiar with the concept of K-beauty because not everybody understands the core of K-beauty. And sometimes it's hard to tell people, oh, this product is really good because it's K-Beauty product. People are just like, okay, but what's so great about K-Beauty? So by having this event where we're going to have, you know, general public uh, influencers, brands, like be together in the same place. And we want to really create this global community where everybody can interact together. 
Roxy, if you want to, you want to go jump on to the next part? Yeah, yeah, sure, I can. Um, so what exactly was it that got you guys into K-Beauty? Because, you know, for a lot of people, at least in my experience, just based on what I've come across, tend to sort of start with like K-pop, you know, it's kind of almost like a, um, a gateway, if you will, into sort of having more interest into K-Beauty. So what was it that got you guys so interested in it? For me, it was 100% K-drama, Korean dramas. <laughs> I started with Korean dramas, so that's what got me. I was like, how do they have such an amazing skin? And all those, you know, um, back in the day, I think for me, it was like uh, 20, 2009 or eight, something like that. And uh, when I got into Korean dramas, I was so amazed at their skin. And, you know, obviously when you watch the dramas, you see them like using all those sheet masks and stuff like that. So I discovered the whole K-beauty industry because I had some friends who took me to K-Town in New York. And that's how I discovered that they had a face shop. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> because literally you have the Macy's and the Sephora two blocks away from there, but I've never seen any of that. So that's how I started. So uh, as Fama said, uh, K-Drama was... I call it like my gateway drug, actually. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was wondering like um, why the, the actor's skin was um, so amazing. It was like, I was like, what sorcery is this, you know? Uh, so um, I, you know, got into it because of K-drama. And um, I remember I came to Korea. Um, well, actually, the second time I came to Korea, um, I came for my, um, you know, because I got into K-drama, um, I wanted to come to Seoul for um, just a vacation, and um, I went to an expo. Um, so I went to um, K-Beauty Expo, and um, I got exposed to all the different kinds of um, K-Beauty brands. And um, then um, when I actually ended up moving here to Korea, um, I, you know, in my role as, um, you know, working for my company, um, I was uh, working in work, working with um, dermatologists and things like that. And I saw, you know, the, all the different things that they were doing for, you know, to to enhance um, the already good skin that, um, you know, a lot of Korean women had. And. Um, so that actually exposed me to the whole K, like kind of K beauty industry. So um, I, that's how I got pretty much introduced to um, K beauty and K beauty products. So I kind of um, started out, like I said, with K beauty, I'm um, with K dramas, and then I went through the back door. So I went through the like professional route as well. Okay, but like curious to know what K dramas were the ones that you're like, oh my god. I have to know what they're doing because like, you know, me and Roxy, we are also K-drama fans too. And for me, okay. I, that was also another gateway for me to get into K-pop and Korean culture. So it's just like, what were the drama K-dramas that really were like, I need to know how they do their beauty regiment, how this magic happens. Okay. Um, my uh, <laughs> gateway um, to K-beauty was um, my love from another star. That was, yeah, that was the one, <laughs> you know, because um, my, my, actually my first K-drama was um, uh, Bread, Love and Dreams or um, uh, Baker King. That was my absolute favorite K-drama. 
um, that just like tore me apart, opened me up everything to, to the world of K drama. And then, but, um, the one, when it came to skincare was, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. My love from another star. I was just like, um, Gianna June, I guess that's her name. Um, I was like, oh my God, you know, she's just a, a goddess, you know, she, her skin is amazing. And then all the other females, their skin was, you know, on par as well. So, and then every, then I just started noticing that like, there was just like this, this, like basically all the, you know, Korean women um, and all the all actresses, their skin was just like, uh, you know, just absolutely stellar. So I was like, okay, what is this? You know? So, yeah. How about you, Fama? <sighs> to me like it's a mix of uh first of all my first drama were of course the cli- the, the typical uh introduction to k-drama boys of a flower and uh, what was the other one um for me like secret garden was one of my favorites uh and i love that actress hajuan so i started watching all of her dramas and like all the saguk dramas like the the periodic one were like the one that really got me into like that whole like skincare thing because i was like okay even like back then like their skin was so amazing so that's how i started and then from, like impreski it was one of my favorite too i don't know if you guys watch it like it's a long drama 50 episodes but i know everything quickly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah you know what i found interesting though um with it wasn't just the women, though, to be honest. It was the men's skin, too. I was like, okay. okay. but right? How? Like, right? Yeah. Like, just like, <laughs> yeah. What the heck? <laughs> so I was like, I got to get on to this, you know? <laughs> they really they really make American men look crusty. It's right? Like, it's bad. It, like, I didn't even, like, my brother got super into skincare, and I was like, I don't get this. And then I started watching K-drama, and I'm like, oh, thank God he's like this. <laughs> Right. I know. I know. So, I mean, just, I think <laughs> to be honest, I think, um, Korean men generally, um, make, uh, um, make American men look really bad. See, like, I, I know I said like American guys are crusty, but I feel like they are crusty all the world round. yeah yeah it is. It is. <laughs> Although I do have to say when you have a really good looking, um, um, Korean guy, Oh, even though maybe they're not as good looking, they do take care of themselves better than um, American so guys. Yeah. So, anyway. So, I mean, yes, going back to it, like a lot of Korean, it's just not Korean women, it's Korean men as well, like that have this really, really good regimen. And when you see them, whether they're in music videos, ads, or K dramas, you're like, how is this possible? And I feel like in more recent years, um, K-beauty has become more of a trend here in the Western world, right? And now there's the whole 10-step Korean skincare routine and implementing what works for you and everything. That just leads us into the next question of when you were getting into K-Beauty and all of this, what are your favorite products or what were the products that really got you into it that now, like, this has become my staple or, like, I recommend to somebody trying to use? Whether it's makeup or skincare, whichever the two. Oh, I'll skip on the makeup for now. <laughs> I'll stick to the skincare. Um, they don't make makeup for us. Yeah. But, um... 
for the skincare, for me, 100% double cleansing and toner for the big thing. Like I was not aware of that concept. So, but I saw such a big difference implementing that and then the toner. And then you start, in, because I think a lot of people see the 10 steps and they think, oh, there's so many things to do. Like, and then what's the point of doing so many steps? But there is, um, um, each step has a specific function. You know, so uh, that was what really got me into the concept of implementing that routine myself. Um, I would say my one of my favorite brands uh, is CauseRx. Yeah, one of my favorite brands is CauseRx, and then I I would also say that it's it's not. I wouldn't say that. Um, um, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a, a favorite brands that um, um, I um, uh, that I'm like um, drawn to. It's just the some of the ingredients that I'm, I'm drawn to. Um, so it's the um, use of the like um, you know vitamin C. I'm a big I'm a, like a, I'm a big proponent of like vitamin C um, for a lot of different things. Um, but it's for like the, you know, the brightening and the glowing of the skin, um, that, um, as well as just like, um, I'm, um, a big believer I'm, and this is what I always tell people with K beauty. I don't think K beauty is just about, um, a lot of people think it's just about just the routine, but I think it's about, um, your relationship with your products and your relationship with your body, because a lot of, um, uh, K beauty, um, brands, um, they are um, um, the, the, like the companies. They are actually um, using products that are good for your skin. So um, when I say it's about the relationship with your with your um, <coughs> excuse me with your um, products or with your body, it means that you care about what you put on your on your skin, right? So um, because because the brands are um, using products that are good for you. And for your skin, that means that you're using things that um, that, you, that you're using things that are actually good for you, right? You care about what you're putting on your on your um, on your skin, and so um, that's what I'm saying. It's just more of about a lifestyle. I think the K Beauty is about a lifestyle. Actually, it's not about a routine. And so um, I think that so many people are so. Um, are, are really, really, I'm um, so concerned about like, oh, this is the um, 10 step skincare routine. No, it's not about that. It's like about a lifestyle. It's about like you just really like, um, you, you're really mindful of like, you know, um, that, that, uh, mindful about like your skincare, you know, and, and the routine is more about like, um, it's more about like, just that you're, you're really taking time um, and effort into, um, you know, all of these, um, you know, this, this routine and like the cleansing and the exfoliating and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's what I say. I really like that. I like I never really thought of it as like a lifestyle of just paying attention to your skin, because of course, skincare is important. If you're not doing your skincare, hey, our listeners out there, if you're not <laughs> taking care of your skin, I think, you know, as we get older, I think a lot of what people don't realize, skincare is important. 
sunscreen, please. If anything, yeah. please. Thank you. Wear sunscreen. I, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, you're like, eh, fine, skin's young. And then you get older and you're like, oh no, I should really be taking care of my skin now. And, you know, I love how Mona put that whole thing of it's something you're implementing for you're taking care of your skin it is a lifestyle so whether it be four steps 10 steps as many you know it's taking care of your skin by the way i really recommend the X pimple patches those are lifesaver <laughs> those rock right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so good they're so good but um you know you mentioned earlier you know they don't necessarily make makeup especially for darker skin tones. And I feel like with both you and um, Fama, you know, you are people who are of a darker complexion, just like me. And we want to include everybody. And so how, like you mentioned, like you you are bridging, like creating a literal bridge for people of color, you know, and how do you feel like, you know, how are you making your mark on wanting to let it known? Like, you know, yes, it's K-beauty. It's the style of Korean beauty skincare. But how do we also implement it so it includes everybody else as well? Like, how, how do you feel about, you know, that you're, you're making a difference and you're building that bridge? And what other messages do you want to, like, come across? Because you, are, you two are co-founders of k-beauty fest and wanting to make it more global make it more inclusive to everybody as well when i first get to korea in 2015 16 um that's when i got to korea and i saw the whole beauty industry that's what i made a goal of is people need to know more about k-beauty K-beauty is amazing, but I feel like people didn't know about it. And as a Black woman, I was just like, okay, I just came from New York. I knew it because I had Korean friends. And when I got here, I see even more. It's like whatever's at that time and still today, whatever's in the States compared to whatever's in Korea, is just like a fraction of the beauty industry, right? So when I came back, I started creating a lot of content about K-beauty products. Like, because I was thinking... The reason why, and when I was talking with people, they were like, oh yeah, KBD is for Asian women or KBD is for white people, you know? And I was just like, well, actually it doesn't have to do anything with your skin color. It's really about uh, your relationship with your skin type and your skin concern. So I felt like people needed to see more people of color using the product to understand that, oh, okay, like this black girl is using it or this you know, uh, Hispanic girl is using it or Indian girl is using it. So once you, you understand this concept that it's not about your skin color, uh, it's about your skin type, then we're making um, progress, right? And then what we started to do is I was working closely with the Korean beauty brands. So we started doing more uh, um, inclusivity and diversity campaigns. So explaining the brands, okay, you guys want to export your products to the U.S. or to Europe. 
great, but you cannot use the same marketing you're doing. You need to target these people. You need to kind of represent them. And I think that we did a, I, 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 I want to think that we did a great job because I can see the difference between when I first came here and today. And we ran a campaign uh, last year that was called uh, KBD Cares For You, where we had 16 influencers globally. We had uh, eight to nine uh, Korean beauty brands. And then we had 15 models from all over the world. And we did the campaign here in Korea to kind of raise awareness on um, diversity and inclusivity, literally. So I think it was such a great um, uh, experience for everybody, for the brands, for the models, for the influencers, for the public, because people could see that, oh, okay, everybody can literally use this K-Beauty product. So um, sort of to pick up on what Bama said, I think that, I think there's something powerful um, because just by looking at us, obviously Bama and I are two black women um, and we are, um, we are promoting K-Beauty. And I think um, it's the fact that we are actually promoting K-Beauty is um, we, we obviously believe in, in K-Beauty and um, it, it means also that there is a market for K-Beauty um, for people like us, right? And I remember when I first came here to Korea and as I told you, um, I do medical tourism and I told the clinics, um, the clinics were so focused on marketing to um, Asians. Um, so they were like, okay, well, medical tourism, we're going to bring in, um, we're going to bring in uh, people from overseas who are Asian um, for uh, various uh, cosmetic procedures. And I was like, you know, um, there is a viable market for people that look like me. Or there's a viable market for, um, you know, um, Caucasians and every like non-Asian, um, and they're well, well, we're into we're we're either a interested in it, um, and I said, okay, if you're interested, and in, then you have to have um, representation of people that are non-Asian, or they were like, okay, no, I don't think people um, who are um, people who are non-Asian would be interested in Korean plastic surgery, haha. Now they see that it's completely different. So I actually said to one of the clinics, I said, you know, you need to, you need to um, actually um, get onto real self, for instance, and, um, you know, put, put your, um, put your um, profile on real self and see um, how that's going to work out. And they were really lucky to listen to me because now they have 70 reviews on Real Self. They have 70 reviews on Real Self. And um, they have, they got at least, because they listened to me, they got at least 100, 100 um, patients um, from, uh, you know, from that marketing campaign. And, um, and, you know, the ones that didn't listen to me realized that they should have. Because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people who are um, who are non-Asian that are interested in um, you know uh, Korean uh, procedures. So it's pretty much the same thing with um, you know um, K beauty. Um, K beauty is not just for um, is, is not just for Asians, and a lot of people think that, that um, K beauty is just for Asians. And I think that. Um, 
I think that Korean brands have to, um, if they if, if they want to um, be global, they have to um, um, be representative. They have to be more diverse and they have to be more inclusive. And what does that mean? It means that they have to um, have more um, like, you know, uh, visual representation. It means that their languaging, if they're, if, if they want to reach out to an American or like, you know, a North American clientele, um, the English has to be, it has to be like, yeah, like the, pa- um, the, for, for the packaging, for instance, should be in English. It can't be in all Korean, right? I mean, it's fine if it's Korean and English, but, and it has to make sense. The marketing has to make sense. You cannot market, um, do Korean marketing um, into the United States because it doesn't make sense. You know, I, um, when we bring in um, people from um, North America um, and they come to, for instance, a Korean um, clinic and um, they see, they don't understand and the English is really bad um, or, and, or the, there's no representation um, of people who look like them, they'll, they, they'll leave. They won't, they won't go with that clinic. And it's the same thing with um, K-beauty, um, you know, uh, buyers. They, they, they don't, they, they're not going to be open. They're not going to be as open. Now, there are a lot of um, people who are, they'll just buy a product because it's um, traditionally Korean. They think it's really cool. But I think that they're not going to feel connected. Um, I do branding. And I always say that you have to have a relationship um, with um, your customer. You have to um, connect the brands that the brands that stay with um, with a, um, a client, um, the brands that stay or um, um, forge longer relationships with um, their their customers are the brands that are the connect with their customers. And so, it's really really important for beauty brands to connect with their customers. And this is the way to do it to be diverse and inclusive. And then I just want to add on to that. A lot of people think, okay, then I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm into diversity and inclusivity. Let me have one white girl, one black girl, one Asian girl. That's not <laughs> what it is to be diverse and inclusive. It's all about, you know, it's gender, it's uh, skin color, ethnicity, religious background. There are so many different aspects of being diverse and inclusive. Exactly. It's not just putting different skin tone, one here, one drop here, one that. And you can tell. And then, you know, for people like Mona said, like, you know, when you pick a brand that kind of speak to you, like, do your research, make sure that you connect to the brand where when you go to their Instagram, it's just not like, okay, like pictures here and there just to show that they are inclusive when actually the core of the brand is not even that message. Exactly. And you can tell when a brand is just, is faking it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like also K-Beauty is very intimidating as well just i think whether it comes to skincare or the beauty uh aspect of it it's like this is something like i'm interested in it but does it suit me and like even you know if you look at me and roxy yes we're very different people right but even then we're still like i don't know if this would work on me i don't know if it would work on roxy it's so intimidating to just see all that like that looks very pretty that looks really cool but will it work for people like me you fama mona you know we just don't know and i yeah 
You're so, you're absolutely right. And rounding back to what we said, that's exactly why I'm, um, I said earlier that it's not about the routines. That's why everybody is intimidated, number one. Um, they're intimidated because people stress, oh, it's about the routine. And then a lot of people think that it's just about, um, you know, Asian um, skincare. Um, if, you, if you stress that it's about a lifestyle, right? Everybody knows what a lifestyle is. Everybody has a lifestyle, right? You stress that it's about taking care of yourself. Everybody gets with that. Everybody understands that, right? And then if you have representation, if you're diverse and you're inclusive, everybody is part of a community. I mean, we're all, you know, human beings. We're all part of a community, right? Um, if you stress those two things, then it's not going to be overwhelming for people. And then it's still the same. It's the same. Um, the core is still the same. What is your skin type? What is your what are your skin concerns? Once you establish, we all have skin types, right? You can be normal, oily, combination, whatever, right? We all have skin concern and we all have issues that we want to fix. Once you figure that out, then you can start like slowly get into that process and figure out what's going to work for you according to those two elements. I know for me, cause like I did start getting interested in some K beauty stuff, but like the first thing that I did was like sheet masks and like, those don't even fit my face <laughs> They're like too big. So it was like, I don't know if, like, if I'm doing this right. So, I mean, I just think it's a very interesting conversation to talk about inclusivity because even just something as small as that feels like, you know, it's not made for a certain type of face. Like if you, you know, you don't fit, it doesn't fit you. So like it can, I can see, you know, how it can be kind of intimidating for people. I think it's so interesting. You say it's too big because usually people complain that it's the opposite, that it's too small. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm in the same camp as Roxy where like, if, um, if they're going to edit it in later on, like literally I have sheet masks that I bought, but, (laughs) but like, they're still too big for my face. And I'm just like, what? You know, I'm like, is my face too small? Like, I don't. Do you know what? It has to do with all due respect. Okay. Um, I don't know if I should say this. I think it has to do with the quality of the, of of the, um, sheet mask a lot of times. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I see it. So like, you know, it's just like, will it work for me? Yeah. It has trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it has a lot to do with that. I, I, I noticed because some of the, um, sheet masks um that i try can be they um they some of them are really like like too big or they like are really like they don't fit well and they're like saggy and everything and then some just you just put them on and they're like oh perfect okay boom i'm what do you think i'm gonna i'm gonna mess with this one this one fits (laughs) yeah yeah accurate yeah so i think it's the ones that are usually um um, one dollar, uh, ten for for um, you know, um, one one ten dollars for ten are the ones that usually are too big, and they don't fit well. Called me out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's the one. It's okay. <laughs> but it's just like I mean, sometimes I think even here in America, I feel like. Oh, obviously it's different because you're in Korea. Things are a mm. little bit more affordable. Whereas mm. here, with skincare coming here and being imported, of course it's going to be a lot more expensive. So, like, even just something as simple as uh. a sheet mask, mm. sure, like, 
some some people they can't you know like they're not gonna spend five dollars on this you know they're gonna try and go for what works for their budget and i feel like that's also the sad thing because it's like i want to get into these types of products or skincare but it's so expensive because it's imported i'm like oh i wish you know what travel to do that You're so right. You're so right. Um, hey, um, I'll bring over um when I come to the states. Um, I'll I'll bring you some goodies. I'll ship it from where I am. <laughs> Just made Jay's day. <laughs> but I mean, like yeah. speaking on that topic, you know how it can be kind of intimidating for people. Do you have um like any encouraging words for anyone that's interested but like unsure of where to start when it comes to K beauty? Well, first of all, I'm intimidated. It's not, you know, it's actually the skin, like the whole process is supposed to be enjoyable. You know, you're supposed to enjoy taking care of yourself, taking care of your skin, making sure your skin is going to look like your favorite idol or actress, whatever that is. And take it slow, like really, you know, for me, like, again, I'm always going, I'm, I keep repeating myself, but go back to, you know, what, what do you want to achieve with your skin? Like, do you want to um, achieve the glow do you want to because you know what's also very specific about k-beauty it's all about prevention it's not about oh let me fix something after it happened usually like the whole concept of k-beauty like this the routine like that you're implementing is to prevent obviously we don't have that culture yet since we're just getting into this concept of k-beauty but really take your time i think nowadays there are so many um information with influencers and the social media you can find so many things also you guys should join our kvd school that we have uh we opened it like a couple weeks ago and we give a lot of information on kvd um like skincare like the lifestyle that we are trying to promote so you guys should come in and follow us in the in the kvd school and then you can ask all your questions because i think also what's missing is that conversation about kvd where people can come and ask questions and get the answers the more you know the more you're going to be comfortable using the products the less you know you're not going to be interested like you you're going to be confused that um fama did say that um she we sh- you guys can um join our k-beauty school a k-beauty school is on facebook and um it is uh an eight week um intensive um uh course um where we teach um you about um about you know all the different aspects of um k-beauty and the great thing about it is like it's it's like a, a bite size we call it a bite size um course um on um k-beauty and every week um we um, um, have a giveaway. So we give you, um, you know, you take a quiz and the top score, we choose a top, um, you know, we choose a winner from uh, the top score and we, we send you um, some gay, gay beauty products. And it's all free. It's all free. Ta-da. So if you are interested in joining in the K-Beauty School, definitely check out the links that are in the description. Whether you're listening or watching, definitely check it out. Because, I mean, I wish even back then I had a community to go to. Be like, I'm getting into this. Where do I start? You know, I just have to, just like, you'll see a picture of an idol or like an actress. You're like, I want to learn how to do that, but... I, I don't know where. Yep. Mm. That's perfect. So we have our um, K-Beauty School 
101 page and then we also have our kpd school group so just like our page and then also join our group our private it's a private group as well roxy because i feel like i've been talking so much it's just like i don't want to take it away from my other host jay is like shy shy. sometimes yeah but jay is also very good at interviewing so she tends to (laughs) (laughs) tell you i really like your hair oh thank you (laughs) <laughs> it's fading but it's good now so Still um, look good thank you uh i guess the the last question we have is sort of a fun one uh do you have any idols that like you you love their skincare routine like do you have favorites idols actors actresses any of that you guys don't want to ask me that question oh yeah she's kind of <laughs> going to like bts quickly so that's it i can see that happening. <laughs> I think I like, uh, I use skincare routine. Um, I think she has an amazing skin in terms of idols. Uh, in terms of actors and actresses, I'd, to be honest, it's really hard. Like they all, to be honest, all kind of look really good. So let's just start implementing their, their, their secrets. You know, I'm always like, you know, on the lookout into like what are the you know, what are they doing or what's the next um, new tip? Because literally in K-Beauty, it's all about what is the next big thing. So I can share one of my uh, favorite tricks. Um, I love to do um, two sheet, ma- uh, sheet masks, two sheet masks in one. And what I mean by that is I use eye patches and then I put the sheet mask on top of it. That's one of the things I like to do. That's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go I go in cycles to be honest <laughs> so um my favorite um I agree with her about IU I think her skin is amazing um and um honestly I don't even know if BTS I don't really know about BTS skincare I mean um to be honest I just love them about so I assume that they're I don't know I I, I don't know yeah I, I'm a new army I'm almost one year army. So nice. Yes. <laughs> honestly, yes, yes. honestly, Yungi is like my favorite person ever. And I can't even get oh. over his, like how his face does that. Like, how is his skin like that? His skin is amazing. I have to say. And, um, speaking of Yungi, um, I am so like, okay. So I, he wasn't my favorite in the beginning, but I am really, really getting to I, I like him more and more and more and I think he's just so talented and um I am so impressed with him I know this has nothing to do with K-beauty but I'm so impressed with him when it like now the sound the new Samsung um ringtone did you see that I haven't no Oh, what? I know which one you're talking about. I know, which one, you're I know exactly what you're talking about. Girl, you're a real army. <laughs> I know. I didn't listen to it, but it's like everyone was like, oh, Yuki did this. I was like, what did yeah. he do? What? I I'm looking at like, Stan Twitter scares me now, so I probably missed it, to be honest. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. They're, they're crazy. So apparently, um, so um, Samsung just um, hired him to reimagine over the horizon, which is their, like, you know, over horizon Samsung, that, 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 that their, um, their theme song, basically their theme ringtone. And he, he reimagined it and it's just so beautiful. And 
Ick. Yeah. And I'm just like, this man, he's a genius. But RM is my favorite. Then then B. And now Yungi's coming up on third. Yeah. Like Actually, B, I, I don't know. RM now, I think um, Yungi's probably getting to be my second. It's okay. Yeah. Sometimes I am very much guilty of flip flopping between my favorites. So it's just oh. like, I, like J Hope's, you know, my favorite. But like, there's also Jimin, there's Jungkook, and there's Yoongi. I mean, like, no. Oh my God. I just like, I, I love them all. Okay, don't come for me. I love them oh, all. 027. But it's win. like, what the heck? And then, um, what was it? Like, J-Hope's skin, for example, like, in, I think it was their In the Soup series, he did his skincare where he was prepping, and I'm like, you look so good! I'm like, it's just like, and I'm just like, what products are you using? And so it's just like, oh, wait, that's not in my budget, but whatever he's using <laughs> works for him, and he looks oh, great. Oh, did they show? Did they show what he was using? He They showed one product. I, I believe it was a L'Occitane one. I don't remember, but it was like a uh-huh. gradient, like, I think it was a serum, I believe, or, uh, and then it sh- gradients from orange to purple, but it's just like, I'm pretty sure, well, the power of BTS managed to sell everything out. Like oh, this. absolutely. Yeah. 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 But I'm just like, so- it looks good. You know what is so interesting about them? It's so funny because... You know, they went from, like, obviously having nothing um, to, and then, you know, obviously they could only use, like, I mean, they couldn't use, like, very high-quality stuff. And you see the the way their tastes have changed. And so the the stuff that they use is just really high, high quality now. And it's just, it's just so cute. I just, I, like, I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy for them. Yeah. Love that note. Honestly, you're talking to the like two other people who are <laughs> BTS fans, so it's just like we get you, we understand. Oh, but- I'm so happy to meet more army. Definitely, like we understand, we we feel you in that sense. But you know, going back to K Beauty, K Beauty Fest, you have an uh, event coming up real soon. Can you please tell our listeners and those who are watching for the very first time, getting to know you, what's to come with this event, and how can they join? Well, um, what is what's to, what's to come? Um, right now, we are um, prepping for the event, and um, we will be having a, 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 a email sign up um, where people um, would be able to sign up um, for all the news about the event. So, um, I, I believe there are going to be links on your, um, you know, um, in, in um, links uh, that you guys will put up um, where they'll be able to get into our um, e- our newsletter to find out all the information about the event. Um, and we're going to be um, collaborating with um, with so many different um, interesting um, brands and influencers. So um, yeah, we're just right now, we're in the you know very beginning of uh, prepping and um, it's going to be lots of fun. And so people, we, we're gonna have about uh, at least 15 different um, kinds of, um, of uh, uh, you know, sessions uh, we're going to have things like, um, you know, K Beauty One Hundred One. 
they're going to learn a lot of, you know, about ingredients and about like, um, you know, they're going to learn uh, about like, you know, uh, different influencers. Um, and Papa, what else, uh, what else are they going to learn about? You're going to learn about uh, celebrity skincare routine and tips. We'll talk about non-invasive and invasive surgery because that's also a big thing. But I think a lot of people have this stereotype of uh, plastic surgery, but there are a lot of things that are non-invasive here in Korea that are pretty amazing. So we're going to talk about those. And um, yeah, we'll talk also about, we'll have a professional track for people who are interested in, because we see more and more of these people interested in launching their own Korean beauty brand. So we'll tell you like what would be the steps, what you would have to do. So it's going to be a really fun event and anybody and everybody is welcome. There is no, you know, you don't need to be an experienced K-beauty uh, addict. You know, you can, if you don't know, you can come and learn. If you already know, there, there is always room to learn more. Everybody's welcome. And it's a global event, so anybody can be a part of it. So is this event virtual and in person or how how is this working out? Because I mean, I would love to join when I can. It's going to be virtual. It's going to be virtual. I mean, you know, it was a lot of the events we wanted to do were supposed to be offline, but thank you, COVID, you know, so we reverted to virtual. So for now, we'll just do virtual event, maybe later on, like when everything goes, everything opens back up and it's safe, we'll do off event but this one is going to be a virtual event it's going to be in english and uh which means anybody can join exactly and um one of the things that we're also going to do is we're going to do um uh kbd fest awards and um so you're going to be able to vote for um your favorite um uh, uh cleanser your favorite k-beauty brand um you know your favorite um you know k-beauty um influencer and you'll nice. get all of that information once you sign up for, um, you know, to um, once you sign up for um, to receive emails from us. Sounds like a great way to start a K Beauty journey. Exactly. If you ask me. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. And then it, um, and then also remember to join our K Beauty school. As we previously mentioned, all the links to K-Beauty Fest, K-Beauty School will be in the descriptions. And I think we're good to wrap up. Roxy? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts that you want to add or any additional pushes for anything? Well, thank you, The Craze, for having us, 100%. It was such a good um, podcast with the both of you. It was entertaining and really fun. Uh, I hope the listeners um, feel less intimidated by K-Beauty <laughs> and um, join us on their journey to discover more about K-Beauty. And we'll uh, hopefully see them at the K-Beauty School at the K-Beauty Festival. And uh, I just want to I'm, I'm agree with Pama, um, Roxanne and Joanne. It was so, so nice to um, be um part of this um, at the craze. Um, you guys were so pleasant. Um, you guys made it so much fun. Um, everybody, please, please, please join them on their next podcast as well. And uh, make sure you follow them on all their socials and um, follow us at KBD Fest Global on, our, on our, our socials as well. And um, we look forward to, um, you know, um, having you as part of our journey. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for joining us. You guys did really well. 
Okay, so like, really? you know, I, I could tell, I could tell a little bit of the nervousness was in the beginning, but no, you guys did very well, and thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And again, go give them a follow, please, please. All the links will be in the description, and you know, as such, on our social media. Um, I don't know how else to wrap up, Jay. I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> so again. Uh, please follow Fama and Mona on their journey with K-Beauty Fest. Please visit all the links that are in the description. Again, they are going to be on social media, on our website. We are, The Craze Cast in general uh, is available on all platforms. So please give us a follow and don't forget to leave, leave us a rating and a review. And again, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please follow everybody that is here today on this episode thank you once again and if you don't mind roxy i'll end it off this has been the craze cast and we'll see you in our next episode thank you Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.